Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. His name is Michael Parker. He runs Michael Parker Media, LLC. We've done two shows. He had a, we had a great show about cattle mutilations. Not something I knew about. He's from Texas, so these happened fairly recently within the last couple of months. We talked about that, but that phenomenon really is real and uh, was well, well received on my show. A lot of people listened to it, were curious about it. But we also did another show before that about how Tucker Carlson got fired, which is really timely now because he popped back up on Twitter and had some incredible amount of listens in one show. If one 10-minute blurb, I think, is over 60 million downloads. Like It's off the charts. Dwarfs the entire corporate media. So people, I recommend go back and listen to those two shows. I can put links to that. But uh, Michael Parker is a media host, producer, citizen, journalist, and musician. He's hosted and produced or produced over 1,000 episodes of standalone content, including his popular internet television program, Antidote, that ran for 62 episodes of news, history, pop culture, and spirituality. Since the early 2000s, he has worked primarily in electronic media as a host and producer. He has appeared as himself on the Travel Channel in documentaries and frequently as a guest on Terrestrial and internet radio but we've talked before kind of about his specialties and what he knows a lot about one of the things he mentioned was ufos and this whole thing happened just within the last couple of days was this announcement of the u.s supposedly has craft of non-human origin it's all over social media and uh, this article that you're seeing right now if you're on rockfin is um of an article titled intelligence Intelligence officials say U.S. has retrieved craft of non-human origin by Leslie Keene and Ralph Blumenthal. I interviewed Ralph Blumenthal a couple of years ago about John Mack. Really interesting. He wrote a great book called The Believer, so people can check that out too. But uh, I cannot say I'm an expert in the UFO phenomenon, so I'm glad to have Mike here to talk about it. So, Michael Parker, welcome back to the show. William, thank you for having me. I always enjoy coming on the show. And you know what? I'm not an expert either, but it is something that I have been interested in my entire life. And it's as of late last few years, you know, I've kind of drifted away from it, even with the, the original article back in 2017 that Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal wrote that kind of kicked off this reinvigorated interest in the UFO. Now they call it UAP um, topic. So a lot of credit has to be given to them, but it seems like, cause the other day my wife came in and she goes, Michael, did you watch the, uh, the NASA thing? I was like, no, nah, I couldn't be bothered. I mean, so even I, who am interested in the subject, things have moved so slow that, you know, I don't keep up with every single thing that goes along, goes, that happens, but then this happens. And I think this is highly significant. This man, this David Charles Grush, who's being reported on just over the last 48 hours. I mean, this guy, everything checks out. This is a major player. And a high-ranking intelligence officer, if I if I may read some of his credits, just so people understand who this guy is, before we even talk about what he's saying. So David Charles Grush, he's 36, he's a young man, he's a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, he's a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, which is the NGA, which I was not familiar with. He's also a former member of the National Reconnaissance Office, he was the NRO representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021, and he was the co-lead for UAP analysis um, from 2021 to 2022. Long story short, this guy, he, and 
and it all checks out. I mean, several people have looked into him. Tim McMillan, who is one of, I believe, the co-founders of The Debrief, uh, the people on News Nation, the channel that ran this interview with Russ Coolhart. Um, they, they've all looked at, he is who he says he is. So that brings us to the question of, so why is this happening? Because many friends have contacted me in the last 48 hours. And I've seen it, I've seen it said online many times, uh, this, this has all the makings of a PSYOP. And I honestly can't say that I blame people for thinking that because it does, for those of us who followed this for a long time, in some ways it does seem too good to be true. I don't know if it is a PSYOP, but I do not blame people for thinking that it surely must be. Right. I mean, it is interesting. It comes out, but they don't show any proof. Again, no. they just tell you that this is what happened. This is what I've seen. I promise you. And he, uh, you know, I've seen some other stuff. We talked about kind of what was going on in New Mexico, I think, in our last show. And I've looked into what Saucers, Spooks and Kooks by Adam Gorightly. And that was, was a huge oh. sigh out there. Mirage Man. And I forgot what this Dodie was, this character who had. Total Ter intel. Yeah. Terrible human being. <laughs> he was, yeah. yeah uh, Richard Doty. Um, yeah. The Mirage Men. Yes. I mean, there are, there are chapters in the UFO, UF, UAP story that are, are really bad. And um, people, the wool has been pulled over their eyes, done intentionally. So when an intelligence officer, highly decorated like this, comes along, and so what is he saying? He is saying that there is a program that for decades, a secret program for decades that has conducted crash retrievals of UFOs slash UAPs. He has a term for it. I'm trying to look for it. Essentially, it's intelli uh, non-human intelligence vehicles. At one point in the, in the interview, he says, well, you could call them spacecraft, but I don't think that's the correct parlance, which okay, well, if you know and you're saying they aren't exactly spacecraft, that in it itself is interesting. And I watched an interview today with Kane and Blumenthal where they were very careful to say, you know, we didn't talk about bodies, um, but he talks about bodies. So basically he's laying it all out there and he's playing it by the book. He um, is doing this through legal means. So this isn't a guy that's basically just coming on. That's him right there. He's not coming on to a podcast or a television show on the History Channel and making all these claims. He has very high counsel, and he is doing this all the right way. As a matter of fact, his counsel is the original Intelligence Community Inspector General. So he is, I think he's fully protected, Um and he's got a phenomenal story to tell. Right. Like he got, he has legit connections. This, this yes. is a true uh, supposed whistleblower. So that's what he's looking for is whistleblower protection. Right. So it's all of these whistleblower laws that are put out by Congress is what he's under. That's Ross Coolhart. That's what you're talking about. So these are like that. And I did see that interview we we're talking about with Blumenthal and Keen. I think his name was. Yeah. So I saw that as well. I was looking through that, but uh it is fascinating. Like he does have the proper credentials. He's not like um, Lazar or something where people couldn't really verify a lot of his stuff. But that's the original real UFO kind of crashes Roswell, right? 47, which supposedly had non-human origin spacecraft and bodies, right? So Yes. This but, is, you know. but crashes had supposedly happened even prior to that. And um, I, 
I what, one of the things that's interesting to me is people are again talking about Philip Corso's book from the early 2000s. I read it when it came out. Forgive me, I don't remember the exact year. Um, and it was co-written by William Burns. And basically, Corso talks about how he was the head of this department within the Pentagon that um, back-engineered these parts that were taken from the Roswell crash. And what this looks like, if if I were to run a PSYOP for whatever reason, and we could discuss that because that is a major part of this story, is if this is tr- if, if this is being done, why is it being done? If I were to run a PSYOP, I would base it on Corso's book because, and I've told people, if you haven't read that book, go read that book because it will get you up to speed on what is supposedly happening here, which is they retrieve these non-human vehicles. He's claiming sometimes there were bodies. I don't, you know, who knows? Um, and then that mechanical gear is then now the domain of this secret project or program and this has been going on for decades he even goes farther to say it's not just one or a couple he says we have several of these craft it's just a tremendous story right i think it's day after roswell is that the title of his book that's that's philip corso's book yes right so and he was also kind of this guy right intelligence really real connected military um if i remember correctly so it's kind of like you're right it's very so he's uh, very similar to this guy grush but yes. uh, it really is like tearing up the social media. I mean, I heard people today, I was listening to a show, you know, if you don't believe in these crafts and stuff like that, you're just not part of the system. They mentioned Lazar, like he was legit. I have real uh, things in Lazar's uh, credibility, but sure. So it's in there, but I mean, why would they do this PSYOP now? Why do you, why would this be rolled out? Cause if it is a PSYOP, it's really good. Like they have, all their T's crossed and I's dotted. Like it, all that element of legitimacy is there. William, exactly. So, and just to be clear to the audience, I do not know if this is a PSYOP or not. I've, I've said, I even believe on your show. Look, I think that the extraterrestrial situation is a real thing. I think that they have come and gone. I could be wrong, but just for me, I think it's probably real. Now, that being said, do I fear an alien invasion? No. And the minute they start, they start telling you that there's going to be an alien invasion, then I'm concerned because that's where the whole PSYOP situation rears its ugly head. And I think that's why a lot of people are concerned about this. Look, I was telling a friend of mine who's not an American, um, on the PSYOP side of the argument, I get it. Because if you look at the United States government, I mean, we pretty much got our plate full right now. We got COVID, 9-11, $31 trillion, trillion worth of debt. I mean, all of the overextension in the various wars that we've, I mean, if you were the corruption of the Biden family and, 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 and the weaponized judicial and intelligence agencies, if you were going to play the card to get you out of some hot water, now might be that time. But if you were going to do that, it just seems like there would be a little better setup. This is this is very good, and I'm not saying that this guy is being is 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 being untruthful. He, I think that he believes what he's saying. And Robert uh, John Greenwald of of Black Vault, who I respect greatly, he's got deep concerns about the legitimacy of this story, and I get it. 
he makes the point, and I'll be honest, I kind of thought this as well. It's like, it's possible that he's being deceived um, for a purpose that he is not hip to. But I don't know this. This is all speculation at this point. We don't know. He claims that high-ranking intelligence officers that he's known throughout his career confided in him that this program existed. They then backed that up with documentation. I don't know if they showed him photos or not, but he believes what they are telling him. He's now taken that um, to Congress, and, and he got the report okayed through the Pentagon. I'm trying to find the name of the group that basically the Pentagon's not saying that what you're having to say is true. We are giving you the permission to say it. So he's he is doing this the correct legal way. And if this is a PSYOP, then you have to ask why and where does it go from here? Because you and I are interested in this and a lot of people that are kind of in our area of interests are interested in these kind of stories, but there's a lot of people that don't care at all. And you would think that this would be something that would inspire a great deal of curiosity amongst the public. But I was telling one of my daughters about it. She's like, Oh, you know, just rolling her head. Like, Oh, daddy's back on the whole alien thing. He said, a lot of people just have zero interest in this. And, and that is also something that I find very interesting. Right. So there's definitely people in the society who've given up on the UFO story or whatever, thinks it's an urban myth. Yes. And then this, for some people, is just verification of everything they've studied for decades. Yes. This is like a, this is like their holy grail moment or something like that. Like we have confirmation from this. But I think it's always been the fear within kind of like the conspiracy alternate community project Bluebeam would be yes. rolled out to trick people to alien invasion. And I think even Reagan said that once, like we need he an did. alien invasion to get together. So this is a, could be like this to the intro to the Project Blue Beam where we got to take all your rights, all your money, and you're now going to be on lockdown for the rest of your lives. Or something like that. So that's, I mean, to the real kind of total paranoia, total awareness people, that that's what some people are thinking about, I think. Like Blue Beam's been bandied about for a long period of time, right? Yes, it is. And and you know what? I, I, I do not blame people for thinking that. It, when you look at COVID, and when you look at the rushed war after 9-11, you look at how they sensationalize these stories and just move on a dime on these things. It's easy to see a situation. Look how scared people became after COVID. Well, now if you pull the alien card, uh, I think you could probably turn up the heat on the media a little bit. And within 72 hours, people are freaking out. Not everybody, but enough that you can get things done that you wanted to do is that what's happening i don't know um but back to grutch um he he filed this complaint based on the on the on the testimony that he got for people that he knew the documents that he had he filed this complaint and now i think i mentioned this already but he's represented by a lawyer who served as the original intelligence community inspector general they are taking this very seriously so it's super intriguing. Right. Yeah. So they've got some big wigs yes. and it is interesting, like how these things get rolled out. 9-11 turns into war in Iraq has nothing to do with 9-11. Uh, this whole pandemic, whatever turns into total money, wealth transfer. Right. So that was kind of the goal. That, so this could be just another thing like that. Like they're uh, rolling this out to 
uh, facilitate change or do something like that. Like they're the, I mean, the intelligence agents are all over this UFO story. There's all these other people. If you look at uh, To the Stars Academy, that one guy Elizondo has an intel background. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even arguable. So right. is he is he really a quote former unquote intel officer? There's all this you know issues like that. And th- I'm showing this kind of interview that you talked about with the Keen and yes. um, Blumenthal, who I talked to. And why why are they involved in this story too? You know, like which do you have favored journalists who are going to tell your side of the story? Story why is Lavenda involved with to the Stars Academy? Look up Lavenda's background. I mean, we. You know. I, that's an interesting point in regards to why were these people um, chosen? I saw Jeremy Corbell speaking on something a day or two ago, and he was saying that he was aware of Grush. I don't know, 14, 15, 16 months ago. So Grush apparently was looking for someone within media to tell his story too. So clearly, um, you know, he he knows the UAP climate and environment, and he knows some of the people that have covered these subjects. So according to Kane and Blumenthal and Corbell, he was looking for someone to tell that story to. And um, Coulart and Bryce Zabel, I guess they were in the mix as well. So this guy has been out there for a year plus known to insiders as a person who wanted to express this information. And at the end of the day, it came out through um, Kane and and Blumenthal. Wow. See, I didn't know that. So that's, and that article is pretty legit. Like they've done their research and got their, you know, all the information, the background information back. Uh, But they also mentioned in that article this guy who's around Chris Mellon, which the Mellon family has a pretty interesting background too, right? Do you are you familiar with that? Of course, yes. And so Chris Mellon, and this was something again because I've been around this stuff for so long, and I'm not as crazy about it as I once was, where I just like every article that came along, I sucked up. And um, so he wrote this article the other day, and I'm trying to find my note on the particular article because this came out on the 4th here we go now this was in politico and chris mellon has long been part of the uap truth movement for lack of a better term and to his credit um he's put a lot of work from this and yes he comes from an extremely wealthy family so on 6-3 what was that four days ago just a couple of days before this story breaks, he puts out this article called, If the Government Has UFO Crash Materials, It's Time to Reveal Them. The benefits to humanity outweigh the fear of discovering we're not alone in the universe. I, when I saw this, I was like, okay, all right, it's Chris Mellon, you know, talking. And but I didn't really, I, I didn't put much, I didn't re- even fully read the whole thing. Now, as I'm preparing for your show this morning, that's one of the first things I read. And it's actually quite a good article. And I think it makes some very logical points as to why um, we should have disclosure. But I do find it very interesting. And then we had the NASA um, statements just the other day. So there's clearly, this is rolling out at an amplified pace. And I have to think that, if this 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 whistleblower story would not be out there if it were not allowed to be out there and if it is allowed to be out there then they want it out there 
Right. That's really interesting timing that his article comes out in the third. I don't think Rush came out until two days ago, right? Right. This so this has so... all happened in, what, 96 hours, you know, four or right. five days? Right. A double whammy. More another intelligence. And Mellon is Mellon Hitchcock. We've seen social engineering from these guys going all the way back to Leary and some of these other things funded by the CIA. That's all come out now. Uh, Leary was totally funded at their the Hitchcock residence, which I can't remember right now. But I think it was in upstate New York, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so why is this guy around here? There's a lot of sus people. It's not, it doesn't have that kind of organic feel to it if every other guy is an intel agent. Um, so, but you know what, William? And, and I watched the interview and I think that, you know, I'm no spring chicken. I think I have pretty good instincts. I watched the guy, I did not get the feeling that. He was trying to deceive me. I now people could say, well, Parker, you're naive. You want this to be true. I don't know if I want it to be true or not. Um, I'm just watching it. And and honestly, I'm more skeptical now than I've ever been because I know more now. But when I watch the guy, I do not get the spirit of someone being deceiving. Now, I someone said um on in a friendly little chat group that I'm in on a completely unrelated subject. They're saying, oh, you know what? Here we go again. This is just, you know, whenever these whistleblowers come out, they're just people seeking attention. Well, what I would say about this guy, I don't think that he would have the career that he had as a highly, um, a very high intelligence standing if he were seeking attention because if he were the type of guy seeking attention, then I think that would show up in psychological makeups that surely they must have you go through to, to put you in these types of positions. So I don't think that psychologically that's what kind of person he is. Now, that being said, perhaps John Greenwald's correct. And perhaps this person is being put out there as the person to deliver the message that we've given to him for some uh, not great reasons for some deceptive reason. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. He doesn't look like he's very stressed. Like I would think that this information would be world uh, turning, but he's kind of like, yeah, you know, it doesn't look like he's nervous about anything. I'd be pretty That's nervous a as a whistleblower if I was coming out against secrecy laws. Like these guys have all kinds of uh, NDAs and things like that. Like he's risking his career, probably. Like to put it, I would assume that he's not the only one. That there's other people in the government. If he has his information, there's hundreds of other people, right? Mellon so, like, says that he personally recommended for um, for other whistleblowers to this Arrow Group, and so the Arrow Group is what was originally the the UAP task force. Now it's called Arrow, which stands for All Domain. Anomaly Resolution Office, and part of what they are supposed to do is review all of these NDAs and documents that have, that have prevented whistleblowers in the past from speaking to the subject. It's all working out very nicely all at the same time, and I don't know what's truly happening here, but I will say that, honestly, this is not so hard for me to grasp. If this is real, I actually could kind of see it. I mean, if you've had a 70, 90, 100 year run of this type of secrecy on this type of a situation, and people always make that argument, oh, Michael, come on, man, the government can't keep secrets. You know what? 
They can keep secrets and companies keep secrets. And the deal is the whole point of this is to have a compartmentalized organization where I don't know what William's working on. William doesn't know what Michael's working on, but we work for the same people. I'm supposed to do that. They do that in private corporations. They talk about uh, compartmentalizing people all the time. It's just common sense. They don't want you to know what the whole working of the company. This isn't. Yeah, this is not so hard for people to understand. And then people say, well, you know, the the Pentagon's not going to talk about it or what have you. Well, they have made some statements about it saying that heretofore they've not come into knowledge of retrieved extraterrestrial craft or whatever you want to call it. But that is the whole point of having special access programs with corporate partners. And that is where I think some of this is. So this is all, if this is happening, any good sci-fi conspiracy book that you've probably read in the last 20, 30 years describes exactly what is happening. And I don't find it that far-fetched. Right. But why wouldn't they come out? Like, I think of like Terminator where they had the robot arm or whatever they were, you know, cross. What are they doing? That They're deconstructing or learning from the technology, which the American public is, I mean, the people are supposedly doing there. Why would we haven't seen that? Like just some evidence. Like Lazar said, he walked by and saw the whole spacecraft. Why don't they just take a picture or do something like, "Hey, this is it. This is the verification of what I'm saying." Why doesn't he do that? Like, why didn't he get that something where he could take it to the public and say, "Look, this is real." Or what he's saying it. is that he can't show us because it is a. Uh, national security risk. And I and I know that because people have already said, well, okay, if you've got all this stuff, why aren't we seeing it? Well, he, he he's, we can't, he's even saying that there is things that he could not tell Congress because some of the, the Congress people, staffers were not cleared to say, see it. So look, I'm not, I don't know what he has. Right. And you know, you can go around all day with this. And other people have said to me, well, wait a minute. Well, Michael, if, if they've got this gear, why, why, why can't they show us? Well, I think they can't show us. But I would also make the point that if Corso's book is correct, then you have seen it. You just didn't know you were seeing it. It's fiber optics. It's, it's used in aircraft. But I don't know if that's true or not. But the critical side of me that thinks... I don't think that this is that far out. I just don't. Right. Like they're keeping it secret. They want to do it. Well, why, why does the U S government have this and not some other government? Like, well, I think they why do. isn't there a crash in, in Peru and there it are. goes up and they have it. Okay. Well, they're, why don't they, why don't they just have a different approach? Like they're not going to reverse engineer anything. They don't have a high tech. Like the U S has an incredible department of defense. I think that the superpowers, <laughs> I think that the superpowers, be it Russia, be it China, I think they all have programs just like this. And I think that they're all, listen, if you, everybody wants a competitive edge, right? So everybody wants that technological edge. And, and here again, the same chat group that I was on, which is actually more of a travel chat group about a trip that we all took. So people made this, this point that, oh, well, this doesn't happen in our country. Yes, it does. It's just not something that you're hip to. This happens all over the world. And I think that most governments of any major first world status or even second world status probably have some people working on this, 
but there are people within those governments who don't even know that it's happening for the same reasons. And I think there's also an unspoken code between these governments like, well, you're not going to tell, I'm not going to tell. And so I've long said <laughs> that if one day disclosure comes, it will not be from the United States. I have long thought it would come from like a third world country or something, because the United States really doesn't have that much to gain by coming clean on this. And if I wanted to sabotage the U.S., then I might come clean on this. But I don't think that the U.S. government has that much to gain by doing this. That said, if there were a time and you needed to change people's minds and <laughs> change change the conversation, now might be that time. Right. It is interesting. Like you would think like one person would want to take credit um, for human history just to bring something out and say, I've got it, baby. I'm going to I'm going to go into the history books forever because I've got the you know, I've reverse engineered this and here's proof forever. Right. Like, it seems like they can't come up with just one. There's been attempts and, you know, people have supposedly seen the balloons or something, but just one piece of like tangible evidence that would last forever. Like you, I would think that that the incentive for just one person to do that to this guy, for example, like, I'm just going to take this little piece and show it to the world. And then you'll also, so you see, like you talk about science fiction, you always see those hearings in like Washington, D.C., where there's some kind of operator, like contact or something where they're trying to find proof or trying to do that. Why didn't, why didn't it happen with this? Like you would think if this guy was legit, Congress would just show up the next day and have a hearing or something like, let's get him in here. Let's, let's, I think they don't know what apart. to, I don't, I think they don't know what to do. And I think that, you know, I, I hate saying this. I'm, I, I'm rather pessimistic on the state of the U S and our government at the, at the moment. And, and have been for a while. And listen, I love America. Do not get me wrong. Um, but I think that this just stuck gridlock, don't get anything done, um, demonize the past president, protect the current president. Um, let's talk about pronouns. Let's talk about everything till we're blue in the face and not do anything about anything. So I don't think they want to deal with this. I, I don't think that there is a great deal of desire or stomach for this subject within Congress and within government. Seems so strange. Like you would think contact with an uh, extraterrestrial intelligence would be the primary. Like you'd stop everything, stop the you know battle between each other or something like that, or all the kind of partisan battles and, and figure it out. It seems weird. Like, it seems weird, like the inaction, if this is real, like you would think that, that there would be like one of these old time members would, who has a proper security clearance would say, show me what you got. I, I just want to verify it. Like, that doesn't seem to happen like a senator or even the president himself. I mean, I don't know if I is not a good example, but somebody, you know. Mm -hmm. with, no, uh, I, I follow. I think that they're also protecting their careers because. It has become a little easier to discuss in the last, certainly since 1997. But prior to that, I mean, that was a good way for you to just be whitewashed as a complete, absolute loon if you were to talk about the subject. And, you, and I'm with you. You would think a person of regular intelligence concerned about the security of the United States 
these are things that you would want to talk about. But I think it was just so detrimental to your career that even if you were interested, you kept that to yourself. And apparently, you know, that's part of what Arrow is supposedly about now is for military, um, pilots, people in law enforcement, et cetera, to remove some of that stigma from making the reports if they see something like this. But it's still there. And I think that a lot of people, they're just like, you know what, if I don't mention this, I just wake up tomorrow and I keep living my life and doing my job. If I talk about this, then I've opened a whole can of worms that could wreck my career and everything I've worked for up till this point to accomplish. Right. Yeah, it just seems strange. Like all the intelligence people around, just like, in fact, this guy's intel, Melvin's yep. around, uh, Elizondo's around. And you know what? I got to be honest. I mean, I I, I have mixed feelings for Elizondo and the rest of these people. I want to give these people the benefit of the doubt. But I, you know, like everybody else, I've seen all these people come and go. And perhaps in another week, this story will once will be another thing that just will. It was a brief moment. We talked about it for 48 hours and now nobody cares what happened to that guy. But I don't know. We will have to wait and see it with Elizondo still is a bit of an enigma. And there's the old saying, you know, once an intelligence officer, always an intelligence officer. But on the other hand, you have to have at least a shred of hope that some of these people within government, these various departments, whether it be the FBI or, or an Intel agency or, or, the Justice Department do Joint want Jesus staff, just somebody, yeah, somebody that wants the things that we want and believes in the things that we believe in. Because if we can't believe that, then it's a very sad situation. Yeah, and it's very odd. This happened right after contact in the desert, like the the biggest meeting of UFO people in the world. Like people fly to this from all over the world. Took place June second to the fourth. Like the timing is incredible. Like this is off the charts. Like it, it is. And, and oh, so, so William, um, sorry, Keane and Blumenthal yeah. said that the story was because originally it was being reported that I believe the Washington Post and the New York Times, one or the other, didn't, didn't want to run it. But they're saying that's not true. They just wanted to get it out earlier because this Grush individual was feeling heat and retaliation and now because the story's out he can relax a little bit now we all know who he is the what he said is out there he's on record so you can't really threaten him much further because he's already put the wheels in motion he already has counsel i think that he's going to be safe so let's just say let's just blue sky this for a minute let's just say that what he's saying is true now the wheels start turning Gradually, slowly, people in Congress um, want to know more. Now you, now you get to these philosophical questions. If what he's saying is true, then who owns this information? Who owns these non-terrestrial vehicles? Who owns this data? Who owns this, these bodies, if those even exist? Is it, is, it, is it the military? Is it a defense contractor? Is it the people? of the u.s is it the world so because also there's a you know there's major philosophical ramifications to this and if i'm another country 
I don't know if I want the U.S. spilling the beans because I might have information that I don't want to let go. And let's just say, let's just say here again, blue sky and speculation. Let's say the U.S. is the only one who has these non-human craft. Well, that means they've got technology that we don't have and they could, they, 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 they've got leverage over us. So what happens now? I don't really know because there's a lot of questions that arise from this. And on the other hand, you know, maybe, maybe there are things that we don't need to know. I, I, I don't like to think that. I think that truth is always the best policy. And I think that we, as the people of the United States, deserve the truth. But this is a complex matter. I agree with that, but the consequences and ramifications of finding extraterrestrial entities is a cultural world-changing event. Yeah, it, it is. kind of puts in question everything of all religions, right? That there's a God, that we're alone in the universe. I mean, we've had those kind of huge shifts like Galileo, you know, saying, hey, you know, we're not the center of the universe. It just destroyed people's minds. Well, that would what would happen on this. All the stuff that people kind of rely on there past and history totally changed with the advent of like one picture of a legit extraterrestrial right not just something from the internet or somebody playing around in the backyard or something like that william actually yeah think of this and this is me just by wheels turning the world economic forum they clearly are a not super pro-human kind of group i mean you've already basically says that you know humanity a large part of humanity is essentially obsolete. You'll have no more free will, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is the kind of person, along with Klaus, who I think they'd be, they would be okay with this type of dis- acknowledgement because you want a great reset? Wow. This, this, this is something, that's a great reset. The acknowledgement that we are not alone in the universe and whoever these other people Either they're already here or they come and go from here and we share this planet with them. That is a good way to reset things. So at the end of the day, is this all just some kind of elaborate social engineering psyop or is this true? And if it's true, are we going to take up the mantle to see this thing through and try to get to the bottom of it? Or is it something like the debt? ceiling we're just going to keep kicking on down the road you know what as long as it's off my plate and somebody else has to deal with it one day you know human nature i don't want to be a pessimist but when it comes to power and secrecy i think you can bet oftentimes on people not doing the right thing i hope this is i hope i want to be wrong most of the time about most of this but i take this story reasonably seriously because it's either true or it's not true. And if it's right. not true and it's being allowed to go through the system, then why? Right. Really good question. Either way, it's an important story, right? Even if it's so. fake, this is a great elaborate psyop. Like somebody put a lot of time and effort and got somebody to play the role and trick some journalists. And then if it's true, it's like this is a revelation world changing event where everybody's relationship with themselves and the universe is totally different. Because that's because that's kind of like the subtext of the UFO phenomenon. Is it puts in question a lot. I mean, Christianity, the Bible, the Old Testament it totally changes this kind of man's relationship to the cosmos, where there's a God, and it just says that you know 
you're back to Yuval Harari. You're just kind of like some kind of accidental genetic mistake from some alien presence, you know, 10,000 years ago or something like that. Like William, that change, it's a total William, change. Yeah. William, I'm so excited. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had to express this. That is the reason that I am so interested in this subject. And it's the reason that I'm interested in ancient civilizations. I want to know where we came, we came from. And I believe in God. And even if you come up with some extraterrestrials and or, or ultra terrestrials or whatever you want to call them, interdimensional beings, whatever they are, I'm still okay with believing in God. Like, so that's not going to affect me. That's not going to change my opinion of my place in the universe. It just expands my context. But I think that if this is being done for nefarious purposes, that might be one reason to do it is to further demoralize humanity and get right. them just to believe in, right. well, to not believe in anything. Right. Good. Yeah. But just totally unmoor them from their thing. That would be like this great culture war that's going on right now. So yes. this could be part of this massive culture war. Unfortunately, this massive yes. Trans, uh, transhumanism, trans, destroying the, all the old statues. This could be just another prong in that attack upon humanity itself and then you can just own people like once you get to the point where nobody believes in anything you can just malia you can engage in the worst crimes ever done in humanity that's what that's what has happened in the past it's like totally dehumanizing the, the other person like oh they're not part of the revolution or they're inferior or who cares let's get rid of them so it's, it is, it's a definitely a concerning thing this is definitely something people need to watch out like follow to see where the story goes. I think that that'll be a story in itself, a story about watching the story. If this guy has played us all and I played me, played the played apparatus me, that he's cool. using, then wow, he's a phenomenal actor. Or if he's being played, or it's true. So there is really, in my opinion, there's no way you slice it that is not fascinating. Agreed. Agreed. So we'll have to keep an eye on this, Mike. Where's the best place for people to watch your stuff? And uh, I mean, we talked about you have thousands of hours of uh, interviews and things like that about UFOs, too. Right. Can you talk about um, so I have just started a brand new podcast. I just uploaded my very first episode last night. If you go to Michael Parker Media, just to, you can remember it that way. Michael Parker Media. You'll see it on Apple. You'll see it on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. For some reason, it's not going to, it's not going to be up on Google for a bit, but I just uploaded the first episode last night and um, I'm going to be looking to do this just like you do two or three times a week. So, and you can find me on social media at Michael Parker, LA. I live in Los Angeles, so that's what the LA is for. So Michael Parker media and Michael Parker, LA, you'll find me. Yeah. Good luck with the podcast. I'm sure you're going to do great. Thank you. And, uh, you know, feel free to use this one, too, on that. I appreciate it. So I'm much going, to, I'm going to, if, if that's okay. Absolutely. I, you have my permission. Um, thanks so much for your time. Michael Parker, Michael Parker Media. I will put a link to your Twitter and to your new podcast so people can click through there and check it out. Thanks so much for your time. William, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Right, cool. Stay